Guys, why are you all wearing coats? Because we're bringing back the cold openings. Uh, uh, oh dear. <laughs> well, uh, it was too long for that joke. I'm just gonna take these coats off now. So this is the Christian artist, guys. <laughs> Honoring Christ through creativity. Uh, my name is Connor. My name is Caleb. <laughs> Who's and that? And that's Carly. There you go. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. There you go. I wasn't sure who was going to go first. <laughs> and who is this young gentleman? I mean, it says on screen. Oh, does it? Oh, it's, yeah. it's true. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> I need to wait. Wait. It's switched around the wrong way. Wait for it. Wait for they it. Think I'm they think I'm Caleb. Wait it's just like church it. all over again. Except everybody thinks we're but, both Caleb. Uh, there you go. There, there you go. go. Now it's what we're doing. Okay. Hello. Uh, the lighting is weird. Probably no one notices that except me. And now everybody notices it. Now everybody notices it. it but it's fine. <coughs> uh, my room has just decided to implode today. Everything yep. is going wrong. Electromagnetism, that's what we're blaming. Yep, everything's just weird. Um, but we're here. We're still doing an episode of The Christian Artist. Carly's with us. Uh, the internet is working better than it was. Moments so ago. things are going fine. Everything's fine. With us. And Chase is here. And today we're going to be talking about... Love songs. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. What a great addition to the team. Perfect. Way to go. Sorry. Took a lot out of you. So, so what about love songs? What are we talking about? What's going on? We're talking about stupid love songs or good love songs? We're talking about both. And I think we should start out with talking about stupid love songs first and then get into what is, makes a good love song. So, I think we should start off with talking about... The majority of love songs, okay? Right? Like, we've all heard all of the love songs on the radio, which is 99% of songs on the radio, right? We've all heard the thousands and thousands of people writing about either breakups or um, just dumb things that they've done in their lives and, you know, or in regards to romance and love, and they decided to make a song of it. Mm -hmm. But also just how infatuated our culture as America is with love songs and romance. And it's because it's been like, it's been a part of our culture and it's been a part of how all of our kids now grow up because it's a part of every single part of our media. It's a part of the TV shows. It's part of all the movies. Like every single Disney movie on the planet has some sort of subplot about romance. <laughs> and so everything in our culture is just surrounded with this specific idea of romance and it's so normal for us that we listen to love songs and either think that it's a joke and we just laugh and you know enjoy the the weird cheesy feelings or we realize just how terrible the moral behind all of these love songs are and have a problem with it Or, or you actually do love love the love songs that are on the radio, and that's just a picture of your love life, which is very that would be sad. Very I sad. I mean, I, I don't like uh, love songs that are on the radio, but I love love songs. Exactly. So, but okay, but a lot of people enjoy the love songs that are on the radio. It's true. We just don't talk about right? those people. Uh, okay. All right. That is, that is unfair. 
<laughs> unfair. Yeah, that's that's probably not a, a good way to start this conversation. No, very bad way to start this conversation. Yeah. But okay, so what is the appeal to love songs on the radio? Besides the fact that it's just totally I mean, how we're raised. So define this for me, Connor. What, what do you mean when you say love songs on the radio? Okay, all right. So let's take almost every single Taylor Swift song, for example. Right. Okay, as a, as a prime example, okay, <laughs> of like every other song, it's a breakup. And uh, either it's like really sad and she's trying to get over it. Or it's like a revenge, like breakup plot song. Or it's um, that uh, what's what's the one song uh, talk, talking about revenge, where it's literally about um, she has she likes this guy, and she only likes him for sex, and the uh, there's another girl that's trying to get that same guy, and so she's like, oh, I'm gonna get revenge on this girl because she's stealing my my sex toy, and that's literally what the song is. Well. That's that's Taylor Swift. That is a little sad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so why? But Taylor Swift is like like you ask anybody, and like Taylor Swift is the American artist. I don't I don't not? know if you if you ask anybody. Yeah. Okay, not if you ask any. Well, no, if you ask anybody, <laughs> they will say yeah. I mean, well. our culture pretty much says that Taylor Swift is. They might not agree with it, but I would say most people would say. I, that, I, yes, Taylor I, Swift again. Is the I American I don't artist. I don't think you should make that statement. I think that's a blanket statement. I think you should say. Taylor Swift is one of the American icons that we look to. Okay. I mean, I I, I would say music. yes, but I, I think I think that if we actually did some uh like if there was like a census if there was, done. If there was a census done or like some statistics done, I think that people would say Taylor Swift <laughs> is like the top artist, top musical artist in America. I think I think I disagree with you. Okay, all right. I, I, I that but. that is what I have gathered from. Not after her last song. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll give you guys that. I Not feel like there was a album. maybe a period of time where that would may, may <laughs> have been the case. But okay. again, I I think making any sort of blanket statement like that for anything is a wrong idea. It's a wrong thing to do. Okay. Because right. you, it's impossible to, especially on a population of three hundred million people. Right. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, we can take the general idea of... I mean, I, I think it is a safe thing to say that American culture is obsessed with romantic love as opposed to any other kind of love. Um, and often distorts that kind of romantic love to mean something that maybe it's not supposed to mean as well. Because, you know, because if, if they take romantic love and, and, and distort it to that sense and, and stretch it out and make it so important, it it uh, unbalances other areas of relationships. Right. And uh, specifically, just if we're talking about um, love songs from a Christian perspective, a lot of times you can hear a love song and like think that somebody's talking about God, right? Because love songs oh, yeah. are like worship mm. most of the time. Yeah. Like you take some Reliant K songs even. And it, you're not oh, yeah. sure <laughs> which one they're talking about. Yeah, right? I get so confused sometimes. And because we have such a view of love songs where it's it's instead of it them talking about their feelings, it's them saying like, "This person is like a god to me, and I must worship them." And that's the kind of idea that our culture is okay with when it comes to yeah. music and love songs. Right. I, I think I was. I, I at first I thought you were saying that the idea of 
the <laughs> my brain. Uh, at first, I thought you were saying that um, that uh, portraying God in a sense of romantic love isn't the way to go. But what you're actually saying is because because people have um, distorted have, have placed romantic love on a pedestal, it becomes it reaches up to that level of idol of idol, idol yeah worship. and and that's the thing right like because the one of the main reasons that we do have that kind of confusion i feel sometimes where we um can conflate oh are, are they talking about god or or a girl and that's because i mean there is a natural um human or you know the bible portrays god as the ultimate lover uh, in right. that sense right like we're uh, the bride of christ right we're the bride of christ and jesus is the bridegroom right that that is a, an actual thing right um like the story of God's redemptive um, history, like the, the redemptive history of, of Israel and the redemptive history of the church is a love story, um, ultimately. Um, but yeah, it's that idea, right? That what you're saying that it, it can be like re regular romantic love can be put to that level mm -hmm. of like this God love in a way that's not supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so. So what is the problem with that? Besides the fact that it is essentially idol worship, what is the problem? Besides that. What? Besides yeah, besides that. that. Oh, yeah, besides that. Yeah, so, no, but, like, what is what is the problem with <laughs> listening to love songs that talk about bad themes like that or put love on a pedestal like that? What is wrong with listening to those songs? Okay, so let's say let's say I'm a Christian and I don't have any problem with putting love on a pedestal what would you say to that person who listens to taylor swift I mean, or again i don't think i don't think artist? i don't think listening to taylor swift is a sin no i listen to taylor swift right. i actually love quite a few not quite a few <laughs> i love at least five songs by taylor swift at least i think carly is really mildly surprised by that <laughs> no there, there, there are some did you say wildly no. <laughs> I said mildly. Oh, okay. I they said not mildly, wildly surprised. <laughs> no, but um, uh, like like the song um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Clean by Taylor Swift, which is talking about her like getting getting rid of these feelings for this guy that she was in a bad relationship with, and now she's she's as as time goes on, she's finally clean from that person. And I thought that was a really good song. And like, uh, I mean, she has she has a song uh, that actually does play on the radio that I like. That's uh, about her being uh, this friend with this guy, but um, he's in love with this cheerleader girl who is like. Oh, yeah, that one. I don't remember what that one was called. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember the title. But, but... Uh, wait, are you talking about the? Uh, she wears short skirts. Yes. I wear t-shirts. Yeah. Yep. She's cheer captain, and I'm, and I'm in the bleachers. Yep. Uh, well, oh gosh, what is the name of that song? I don't remember what that song is called, but. Um, I, I feel like every single person who's watching this now is fine. Is like face palming right now, but um, but like that song, I genuinely like that song because it it puts relationships in an idea of it should be more of a friendship thing and you enjoy being together rather than a forced romantic thing, and like I like that that idea in that song and so I like that song, right? But then of course she has other songs that you know glorify sex and are about bad breakups and revenge. Yeah. And like that's bad, yeah. right? The song for reference is You Belong to You you Belong ah, to Me. Ah, You Belong to Me. There you go. Is it, wait, is, 
I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you belong I'm with me, with not you belong you, to me. Right, yeah, you belong to me. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. belong to yeah, yeah, yeah. me. As soon as you said that, and, like, I, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I had that moment of, oh, wait. That's not That's not good. Yeah. You don't. We do not condone slavery here on the Christian artist. Right. Um, and I assume neither does yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I hope. <laughs> well. Yeah. But okay, so so okay, but what what would you say would be bad about somebody listening to love music that um, puts love on a pedestal? Um, but they, but they say that they don't have a, have a problem with putting love on a pedestal while they listen to that music. Or in other words, they're not affected by the message of the music. I mean, the same thing that I would say to anyone who says anything like that, uh, right. Where, where they're like, I'm not affected by this blank, whatever, fill in the blank of this media. I think that if you're aware of the pitfalls and you are under you and you understand that there is you understand why it's bad then it's probably fine and also if you know yourself well enough to know that you don't Mm. struggle in an area or surrounding that right so like someone who maybe does have a struggle viewing um like getting too obsessed with romantic love um probably shouldn't be listening to taylor swift hours on end right um because it has to do with you know your your own personal conscience and the way that you you're, you you tend to sin most often, um, like for uh, you know for you as as you said like you're you're probably fine listening to Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift because you can filter that out and you right. maybe don't have a you don't have a, a problem, you know you don't you don't idolize romantic love right. And, so. Okay, well we'll get to that later. Okay, but um, <laughs> I I understand that music has an effect on people. Yeah, and so when I listen to Taylor Swift, I'm I'm thinking about what she's saying and saying oh, okay. All right, this yeah. is not a song I'm going to enjoy because this is the moral of this message. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, oh, yes. Oh, wow. This is actually biblical. This is good. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. <laughs> but okay, so that that is a conversation I had with somebody else. So I, I'm glad that we were on the same page with that. Carly, what would you say, though? To why you shouldn't put, you shouldn't listen to that kind of music if that's. Or, or if somebody. What was should. the question? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or if somebody yeah. should at all, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, well, especially if you know yourself that listening to that kind of music, you end up looking at the, you know, the lyrics and everything and putting, like, love on that type of pedestal, then it, like, then when you actually, like, fall in love, it probably is not the same thing, and then you're confused, and then... Yeah. And obviously mm. those songs are not always a biblical picture of love, so right. <laughs> most often not. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I would say like even if you even if you don't think that your that your mind is um being changed by the lyrics of these songs. And and I'm saying that if you listen to Taylor Swift on like a regular basis or or like like you enjoy listening to Taylor Swift and like that's that's an artist that you go to or or somebody else that that um has some of the same themes is like you enjoy listening to that music and that's one of your artists that you go to and so you're being affected by it not that you hear it on the radio every once in a while or you you like to listen to Taylor Swift because Mm -hmm. it's funny or something like that but like 
you you listen to Taylor Swift because you enjoy those kinds of songs that do that. What you're doing is you're training your mind to think a certain way about romance. Whether or not you are trying yeah. to or whether or not you yeah. think it's affecting you, your mind is going to go to these places when you do get into a relationship or you do start having feelings for somebody because as soon as you start having those feelings, it starts taking over how you think. And so then you're just reverting mm -hmm. and taking those feelings and, and reverting back to what those songs are saying. And so you've just trained your mind to think a certain way about a certain topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Chase? About what? Do you have anything to say? Yet? You have any? You have any comments? You haven't said anything yet, so yeah. I'm just making sure that. Because I just realized we we Connor and I have, as usual, been monopolizing most of the conversation. Yeah. Because I mean, we're, I guess we're the hosts, but you know. No, <laughs> Carly is also a host now. Hostess. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Chase, you're not a host yet. You have to earn that title. Okay. And All even right. then, you're going to be a hostess. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but okay. Any any thoughts so far? About what we're talking about? You said what I wanted to say. Oh. Okay. Right. So, right. thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, nothing else. So he agrees. Yeah. With what we're saying. All right, I was just... No, Connor, I... All right, well, then we should talk about that. All right. Very concerned. Okay. Anyway, no. So, um, so yeah. So, so that was that was uh, like I feel like this is a conversation I've had with a lot of different people, and just in regards to love songs. So I definitely wanted to get that out first, to kind of lay the uh, the groundwork is how we treat love songs in America and how how often Christians don't really think about love songs in that way, especially like, you know. The, um, love songs that are very popular and so you just are listening to it because it's popular music you're not mm -hmm. really thinking about the message I mean that that's what happens with most people anyway just in for music in general mm. um, but specifically if we're talking about Christians and love songs like like um, like dating and sex and love and romantic feelings or something we don't talk about a lot in the Christian community mm. and also the Christian community doesn't have a high respect for art or music yeah. and doesn't have a high regard yeah. for a high standard for yeah. what they listen to and what they consume media wise. So I feel like that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things today is Christians who listen to love songs that are complete, like, like the, like just, just the most ungodly things you can think of in regards to romantic relationships or, or they're just barely not right. So they're just, so they're, so that seems kind of right. But then there are a few lines that, you know, Go in the go in a different direction, and it's kind of like, well, it's almost right, so I guess it's okay. And then we're training our minds to think in a certain way, mm -hmm. and not even realizing it. Yeah. And um, just I mean, it's a, it's an epidemic right now in Christian society, is um, people falling in love with non Christians and mm. then proving they're not saved in the first place because they run off with them, and um, are following them instead of following God. That's a common occurrence now. So. But yeah, so so now that we've brought awareness to, like... The theme. The theme and a, a very prevalent problem. Um, what would you say is the solution? And how do you, like, like what... How do you reform love songs in order to make it 
glorifying to God? Like you guys personally. How do we reform love songs as in yes. like when I write a love song? Or listen to love music. Like or what kind of it? music love music do you listen to and for the simple reason of you're using your time to glorify God in those areas. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Um I mean for me, I mean obviously it's just being aware of uh I mean I feel like I I do a pretty good job and I'm pretty aware of like seeing those things that aren't um healthy um in in the way that romantic songs sometimes portray love um and I'm, I'm trying to think of what i don't know how i was i don't do anything specifically like i just don't listen to bad songs right, right? like it's hard for me to talk about that because i mean i didn't come from i know i've never come from it from another the other angle right of of starting to become aware of the fact that oh, okay. right yeah. It's always been something that I have thought of because... If, yeah, if, if we would have listened to Taylor Swift as, as children, our parents would have been like, right. no. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's part of it. I mean, okay, I guess maybe maybe one of the things that has led me to that is that I've had good romance modeled for me in my <laughs> life, right? Like, I've had good role models in our parents and, like, Ken Rachel, for example, and other people in our life who've had uh, healthy romantic relationships with each other and like shown us how they're supposed to look like or what they're supposed to look like um and so if i don't see that reflected in the songs that i listen to i know that something's wrong right um mm, yeah yeah uh there was a definitely a question that came to my mind well Kara, what, what did you think about that because he, he technically asked that question Me? of both of us yes yeah. well i asked a question to chase as well but mm. i'm not sure if he's gonna answer or not. Okay. all three of us um, I keep blanking on how you word the questions and then I get confused. <laughs> okay, so, um, how do you, be, now that we've brought awareness to the problem, like, how do you reform oh, uh, right, right, right. songs? Yeah. yeah, um, well, I would say, obviously, I mean, if you're writing a love song, then... You know, there's obvious things that the Bible would be against as far as, like, you know, objectifying the person and talking about, you know, stuff that doesn't need to be in any kind of song or any kind of media. Right. But, um, and, like, actually honoring the person and not only honoring the person, but honoring mm. the, the, the fact that they're made in the image of God. Right. And then in listening to music, obviously you can apply the same things and say, well, this song has this, so maybe I shouldn't be putting that into my head. Right. <laughs> but okay, so so we've talked about a lot about... Uh, um, that was a kind of creepy laugh, Gil. I just want to point that out. But um, no, so... <laughs> no, it's just funny because like we, I feel like we're we're kind of just like walking around in circles and like all agreeing with each other on the same things. And there's like, and and I, like part of it is because I don't think we're all yeah. just completely on the same page with all of this. And right. So maybe we should have found atheist. somebody else. Yeah, bring an atheist from the streets. Yeah. No, like, hey, no, but, <laughs> but um, no. So the next question I was gonna ask though to kind of clarify yeah, this is is what are some of those things that that might not be so obvious like objectifying the person that 
makes it into even like Christian love songs. Can you repeat that? What are what are some other um things like we we keep talking about like just what what Carly just said is mm-hmm. like obviously those other things that are in love songs that you should be putting in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what are some other things that are maybe not so obvious that even find themselves into Christian romantic songs or you know just whatever. I mean the idea that like soulmates exist. Uh, and and yeah, right, <laughs> and they're and they're going to satisfy your desires and needs, mm. right? Like that somehow they're going yeah. to fit up in a piece of, in a piece, and they they are a piece in the puzzle of your life. And until you found that person, then you can't be a whole person. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's really damaging to, Being especially girls' okay. self esteem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, we were talking a lot about that <laughs> yesterday with our with our friends at mm-hmm. a. A uh, Chinese buffet. That was a random detail. Yes. <laughs> hey, support Chinese buffets, guys. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> uh, sure. That's very specific. <laughs> anyway, one of the things that I definitely think finds its way not into Christian songs, but into just the person who's listening to to um, Christian love songs, is that they could be listening to spot on, like really good Christian love songs that. Um, put romance in its place but still glorify it and put it to a standard of there is good here and like this should be done well and uh um rightly right and it's not something to take lightly um well that rhymed that was funny but um so you could find these kinds of (laughs) romantic songs that are good and put more glory or putting more glory to god than they are to the relationship but at the same time the person listening to it could be so infatuated with the idea of good romance and be so longing after yeah. I want to be in this relationship because it's so glorifying to God that that's all they think about. And yeah. um, <laughs> it becomes yeah. an idol in itself, even though it's it's a good thing that they're longing for, that it's it's something that they have a problem with because they're constantly thinking about those things and being distracted from what God wants them to do here and now. And instead they're thinking about the future they don't have yet or, or may never have because maybe it's some single dude that, you know, has no significant others he's pursuing or, or she's pursuing. And then they're just wasting time, you know, fantasizing about what might be rather than trying to prepare and be the person that, you know, Mm. they would, um, they would want to be able to find someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we were actually just before this watching a uh, a review of a movie um, called Princess Cut by um, uh, Sega Knight Kevin um, by Kevin McCreary. Kevin McCreary did not make the movie. He was reviewing it. He was reviewing the movie. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it was this super weird, awkward, horrible film basically about a girl trying to, like, get married. And it was, like like he kevin said it best on there when he said basically like this is the movie this movie has made made me feel more left-wing feminist than any other movie in my entire life (laughs) because like he kept just wanted to be because it was so like weirdly like conservative in like really unhealthy ways and like super like misogynistic and Mm -hmm. stuff and so like it, it was really uncomfortable to watch 
Um, but it was basically along the lines of like, um, uh, like those, those, what kind of, what kind of was just saying, right? Like that you're, you're not going to be, um, uh, you know, that, that there's someone out there waiting for you and you just have to like do the best that you can and, and wait for them to come to you kind of a thing. But like forgetting the fact that like maybe romantic love even isn't, isn't even a thing you need to be worrying about ever in your entire life. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there are, there are <laughs> most other things in your life aren't going to be about romantic love. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there are all the other things in the world <laughs> to worry about. Uh, you're like, while you're single, while you're single. Mm -hmm. right. right. And, 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 like, I don't even like that phrase, right? Because, like, being single isn't a stepping stone to yeah, something else, yeah, it's, right? Being single may never end. Um, yeah, but even even what you said there, it sounds like you're saying, oh, no, singleness single may never end. Thing. Right, yep. it's not. It's absolutely not. And it, there's no such, like, it's not, it doesn't go, <laughs> singleness is not the first evolution of a Pokemon that, that evolves into engaged <laughs> the and then married. Right? I've ever heard. <laughs> It's they're all completely separate Pokemon that don't have different that don't have evolutions to right. each other. Um, <laughs> that's that was such a weird analogy, but no, but that makes sense, right? It's the idea that like they're on separate planes and they can all be good. Singleness doesn't always lead to being in a relationship. Yeah, and and being in a relationship doesn't always lead to marriage. Yeah, um, right, and like it's it's not a, a given thing that you will ever be married or that you ever should necessarily want to be married, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, maybe God has decided that, you know, it's probably better for you if you don't get married, right? Like, there are there are people like that. Um, I mean, Paul the Apostle never got married. Right, and, and he advised yeah, people not to get married part. for various reasons, yeah. right? Right, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, he's, he's, like, said, if this is you kind of a thing, don't get married. If mm -hmm. this is you, you should get married, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, another thing to note is just, I mean, we all pretty much consider Paul to be, like, the greatest Christian to ever live. Except for Jesus, of course. But Right, well, okay. But yeah. he was just Christ, but, but because he, exactly. Christian means little yeah. Christ. Yeah, so. exactly. So, so, but, like, that's pretty much, like, if you think of, like, okay, who's the coolest Christian ever? We'd all probably be like, yeah, it's probably Paul. Probably. Right? Like, so, and he Pretty never cool. got married. And so we have a culture that's so wrapped around yeah. the idea of marriage and right. romance. And exactly. it's, it's the, the, like, um, it's the crescendo of life. Right, like, um, I like, I uh, think of all the uh, the Disney movies that end with the two people falling in love. It's and getting married. It's yeah. like it's the problem of most movies is that they don't have somebody to love, and then the climax is oh they do find somebody to love yep. and they work it out, and like the, so so the perfect ending to a movie is they have each other, and like right. and part of the problem with that right like part of the problem with viewing life as a race and the finish line yeah, is marriage. Marriage. Right. What happens after you get married? right what what is the rest of your life then is the rest of your life just a slow decline into nothingness right like um that's it not fades to black <laughs> right it, it doesn't just it does it does a disservice to marriage yeah. in that case right like um marriage is the beginning of some other great other stage of life right that that is completely different from singleness um but neither are better than the other in any sense whatsoever it's just different different ways to relate to each other and to serve god right um, because there are some things that a 
a single person, like, like Paul says, right? There are some things that a single person can do that would be much more difficult for a married person to do because mm-hmm. like a single person could focus on like maybe this one ministry, like way better than a married person could do because they right. can focus completely on that ministry yeah. and don't have to worry about raising a family and providing for mm-hmm. that family. Right. I, mean, I would say being a missionary like Paul was like Paul was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, uh, like they're not, traveling around. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, uh, um, I think that, um, well, no, we won't, we won't get into to missionary stuff, mm-hmm. but, but uh, like being a missionary like Paul is definitely something that it's easy, would be easier better. to do as a single right. person. If yeah. he had had somebody that he, you know, right. was married to, yeah. what happens mm-hmm. when they have a child? Well, not only what happens when they have a child and they have to settle down somewhere, but what happens when they, they get into a situation where one of their lives are in danger yeah. and she gets killed and stoned to death. Yeah. What the heck does Paul do then? Yeah. Right. Does he quit the ministry because he has this traumatic mm-hmm. event? Yeah. Or does he and, trust and God also and right like going? we get into the whole situation that um, uh, situation of uh, self defense and defense of people that right. you love right like if, if Paul has got to go into so many situations where he willingly sacrificed his well being for the sake right. of the gospel he and I done that he couldn't have done that with a with a wife right because he has a responsibility, has a responsibility to protect her right mm-hmm. and. Uh, it would have been wrong for him. It would have been wrong for him to just like stand yeah. there and be like, "All right, just stone me and my wife," right? Yep. <laughs> unless, unless she like specifically was like, "No," like, right, like, right. Unless, unless, unless she they, had the same this the idea, same mindset, the same and, mindset, yeah. as as that, and was like, "Oh yes, no, we are gonna lay. We're down doing our this lives. together, and we're laying down our lives." That that'd yeah. be a conversation they'd have to have beforehand, obviously. Right. But right, like it, it's it's the sort <laughs> of it's the sort of idea that you aren't you aren't being loving to a person who is your friend or relation or uh, or wife or child if you don't defend them when they're being assaulted. And and, um, that, and, and just so that we're not, um, so there's no miscommunication about us being sexist there, is I would say it's the same exact thing for the, the wife. On no, the of course, hand, yeah. Is absolutely the wife should be defending the husband in, in I mean, yeah, dangerous like, physical <laughs> situations. Yeah. If they come up with a, car, a situation where someone's one being assaulted, one person's life is in danger, then yeah. absolutely you should, you know, resort Try to, to protect them. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but it was a little bit. Of a it was okay. It was, it was a good tangent. Um, but okay, so but okay, so let's so what? It, okay, so I can I can just imagine somebody listening to this and saying, you know, but I'm not going to be a missionary. So I can listen to love song. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. What, what do you mean by that? Well, okay. So our yes, it is a stretch. But um, our idea of of like you might never get married, and there are some things you can do better when you're you know not married. And you know, well, I'm not going to be a missionary, therefore I should definitely get married. And like mm-hmm. keeping love in like the crescendo of life. Yeah. What would you say to that? Then I mean, if single. if that if that kind of if that person has that kind of mindset, then they yeah maybe they should probably get married, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the idea that like because I'm that kind of person right like right. where I don't do well when I am by myself, mm-hmm. um, and I know that about myself. And I whenever I've been like on my own for an extended period of time, I get really anxious and lonely and little <laughs> weird. Um, it's just not it's not the greatest thing for my mental health um, to be like isolated from social interaction and like meaningful interaction with people that I love. Um, and I don't think, and so I think I'm the kind of person who probably should get married in life because I'm the kind of person who works best with another person, like as a team, 
and that's what marriage is about right as being a team with another person and um doing life together and i think that i'm the kind of person who that sort of life works well for my personality and the way that i view life um and and this is something that might change down the road is is something that you might think now of mm -hmm. i definitely should get married or i definitely shouldn't get married and then later down the road you know something happens in your life where you're like yeah maybe maybe it's time for you know a change in in lifestyle and maybe i should Mm -hmm. pursue a a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. Um, not because you find a specific person, just because you something changes in your life and you learn something about yourself. You're like, maybe, yeah, maybe I do need to get married. Maybe I do need to start, you know, thinking about that as a as, as an option kind of a thing. Um, and not to say that, you know, it doesn't really matter who you marry because it absolutely matters who you're married. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I should get married and you find some random schmo on the street. But, you know, it's 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 the idea that there's definitely importance in who you marry and they absolutely should be a Christian. And, you know, they should be equally yoked with you, like, in the sense that you're both, like, are passionate about the same ideas. Um, I I mean, both being strong equally in your faith, right? But after that, it's not like there's this one specific person that fits that bill. You know what I mean? Like, uh, arranged Mm. marriages were a thing in Bible times. (laughs) And, you know, like that was just how the culture worked and god never said that arranged marriages in that culture at that time was wrong right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like there it, it's not about this one specific person that you have to find and you know yeah necessarily marry and what was the relevance to what we were talking about i'm before? not entirely sure <laughs> talking about we, we just started talking about like okay. marriage in general and yeah. stuff yeah pasa pa being single is okay right before that we got really off topic from love songs. We did. But I guess, I, I mean, I guess you have to define what godly romance looks like in order to talk about, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what, yeah. you know, what a love song, a love song should be about and what it should um, and invoke in your spirit. Like, uh, I mean, we, we can all agree that, that music is designed, among other things, to invoke in, emotion, invoke emotion mm-hmm. right? Um and so I think it's, um, I mean, I mean, I guess that should just be the next topic of conversation, right? Um, is is it good for music to invoke certain feelings, or what what kind of no. feelings should romantic songs invoke? I don't think, because romance shouldn't be about feelings, and that's what love songs do. Like every love song ever is just when I when with you everything just feels okay and great. <laughs> that's not how romance should be. I mean, fair enough, <laughs> right? Um, if if the goal it, well, okay, of so a... so if that's all it is, is the point, right? Right. Um, that that obviously <laughs> is a part of Good romantic point. love because yeah, but that's hormones, not what it should be right? about. No, right, but only... like it's still a thing, and it's not a bad thing necessarily, right? Yeah. To have romantic feelings and like attraction towards a person that's it's when that, that desire is, takes prominence right it's it's that's something god has baked into us right that's a, a thing um and it's fine it's just that yeah a matter of like if it takes the uh area of importance over um like commitment or right. other like actual like unconditional love maybe about three weeks ago we went on a a retreat with our youth group right and, um yeah. and the topic of um, conversation was um, 
relationships and it was just relationships all all relationships in general so romantic relationships friendship relationships parental relationships um and so um maddie ginter and i who um i teach the eighth graders with we uh our our topic (laughs) our our topic of of conversation was singleness and uh one of the things that we talked about a lot was (laughs) One of the things we talked about a lot was singleness and, um, like, the feelings that are invoked by love songs mm-hmm. and by the movies that, um, you know, we're surrounded with and stuff like that. Um, but so so one of the – so the verse that we had was, like, the, the theme for our entire conversation was uh, a verse in Song of Solomon, actually, about which, which is about singleness, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um but so it, and it's repeated three times and it says, um, um, uh, Oh, daughters of Jerusalem, I adjure you do not awaken or, uh, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. Hmm. And what it was saying mm, was yeah. don't conjure up feelings of emotion that you have no business having yet until you know that you should be in a relationship that's good yeah. and honoring to God. Um, and uh, John Piper podcast I was listening to about dating and his like closing thought was remain single until it would be more glorifying for you to be in a relationship or more glorifying to God right mm-hmm. for you to be in a for you to be in a relationship yeah mm-hmm. um, and you know pretty much saying then to be single right yeah to be single yeah remain single until it's it's until it would be more glorifying to God for you to root Better, better way to phrase that, be single unless it is more right. glorifying to God to be in a relationship. Right. Not until. Not right. until. Unless. Meaning Very good. I shouldn't get in a relationship because I'm 14. Right. Yeah. It, it would not be, in, in our current <laughs> right, cultural yes. situation, it would not be honoring of yeah. For, know, honoring for to anybody God. who can't get married to really think about, you know, being in a relationship with somebody because you can't... Um, you are, you are a wa- awakening love before it's time. exactly be- yeah. because and time what the time would be would be what you legally can do <laughs> right like until it is legal for you to do this don't do it right because that would be dishonoring to god and so mm-hmm. uh, you know when it talks about like it it says until it pleases and so what it's saying until love would be the best possible for you don't awaken or stir up love Right, so until it is pleasing to God. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. yeah, that's that's been my um, journey with um, love songs um, through the Icarus account and Silver Trees and all those other bands that talk about really like cheesy, sappy, romantic love songs that all they do is stir up emotions and mm-hmm. explore emotions, and then they close most of their albums with songs that talk about you know godly morals and saying you know don't awaken love until you know what's the right thing to do um settled right or keep your of your heart this is how a relationship should function and it's not about feelings it's about what you choose and you choose to love the person no matter what yeah but you you also have to keep in mind right there those two are married now and so like the songs they're writing are about their wives right. and so of course yeah that's honoring right, right. <laughs> because they're singing about they're literally writing the same stuff that song solomon wrote 
Right, no, right. but they do have songs about, mm-hmm. you know, um, falling in love with different people and stuff like that. Right, but they're, I, I'm pretty sure that ultimately all the roots of those songs have to do with them falling in love with their wives, right? Uh, most Maybe of not them do, particularly. But not all of them. Because they have songs that are that are named after different people, and not all of them. I, I, oh, yeah, but I, I also imagine that I, mo- at least half of the songs aren't about actual people. I mean, it's yeah, just extrapolations suppose, yeah. of things that have happened to them, right? Right. Um, but but uh, even then, I'd say that the main point of the Acres account is to explore those feelings and then tell you how you should feel. And it's the idea that that I, it really helps me to to listen to love songs. Okay that do explore those kinds of emotions gotcha. and then tell me what to do with those emotions. Mm. And so it's, it's like reading a book that puts you in a tense situation and then it prepares you for how to act in that tense situation. So you're more prepared for those emotions. Mm. And I think it's very interesting that love songs can do the same thing for you is that when you start having those feelings of romantic love for somebody, you're then having taught yourself how you should react to those situations. I mean, that's that's what all art does, right? It, right. It, it explores emotions, it invokes emotion in you, and then prepares you to deal with similar emotions in the future. Right. But and, and, the, and the thing is, is, you know, we've talked about this before, of like what might be wrong for one Christian might not be wrong for another Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with love songs. Is in areas could... that aren't specifically covered by the Ten Commandments. <laughs> right. Okay, yes, very good point. Um, but it, so it's the same thing with love songs then. Or, or, or one of the things, it would be love songs. Yeah. That you, I could listen to love songs all day, every day, and not have a problem with it, whereas somebody else might listen to love songs all day, every day, and have a problem with it. And, and honestly, I do have a problem if I listen to love songs all day, every day. Yeah, that um, seems a little concerning to me, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I doubt somebody could actually do that, but... Uh, I've known a couple people. You think so? I've been that person sometimes. Okay, well, I... I thought I was that person, and then I was like, oh boy, this was not good. <laughs> Where I was starting to think about the future and start, um, you know, um, fantasizing about the future in a good way. Of being like, I want to be in a godly relationship. And then um, listening to songs like Andrew Peterson's love songs that talk about, like, the pinnacle of all of those love songs is saying we are under God. Mm-hmm. And like the banner, one of the lines is the banner we um, sing under is, is God's or the banner we are under is God's. And like he brought us together and like, this is a godly love and mm-hmm. we are a team of people working together to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of our relationship. Um, but even, mm-hmm. even sometimes listen, me listening to those songs, it's a problem for me because then I'm always thinking about, you know, I want to be in a relationship and then I fall into the trap of, but I might never be in a relationship and mm-hmm. that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, um, God does not owe us a relationship with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like mm. he doesn't, we deserve death. And so anything <laughs> that we're given. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anything that we're given besides death is a blessing. So. Wow. That is that how we're going to end this podcast? Anything we're given besides death is a blessing. But okay, so I talked a I mean, lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Carly but, or but Chase. Carly, now that you're now that you're actually if thoughts back on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and it's not crashing every yeah. five seconds. <laughs> what would you What would you say? Like, what is what is your experience with love songs been? Ooh, okay. Um, 
I would say, Connor, almost your exact experience for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I get into the habit of, of listening to too many at a time, and then it kind of just kind of, you know, over overwhelms your thoughts, and you're like, wait, I didn't mean to get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, do you have anything to say? What? Do you have anything to say? Do you listen to love songs all the time? I mean, not all the time. But <laughs> sometimes. Not all the time. Right. Good. I mean, I feel like that's the one topic of music that, like, everybody has, mm-hmm. you know, songs to listen but... to for. Because it's just such a prominent theme of human experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so glorified if human experience is to find somebody to love. So, of course, there's going to be thousands of songs about it. I'd have to say my favorite love songs are probably ones that aren't specified of like dating love, more of like other loves, because those are actually the ones that are more like deep, like friendships and, and stuff. Yeah, what you're saying. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> those are ones that are actually like good and like actually have not like meaningless lyrics. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, because those those sorts of uh, songs have to get into other things besides mm-hmm. feelings because mm-hmm. it would be weird to describe a, a friendship just as like, yeah. oh man, when I'm around you, I just feel happy. Yep. and Right? Wow. Like, there has to be more there. And that, oh wow, I think that's a Put really good way to kind of yeah. uh, wrap this up, right? Because it's the idea that that is what all relationships should look like. Mm-hmm. They should all have deeper mm-hmm. meat to them yeah. than just the feelings that mm-hmm. you have with that person. I was saying earlier. But then Connor interrupted me. <laughs> so, I interrupted you? Yeah, I was in the go. Yeah, it's fine. When did I interrupt you? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Jesus gracious. Any other thoughts, Chase? No, that's really good, Chase. Yeah, like right now, my my current like playlist that I listen to is like pretty much all Reliant K, and a lot of the songs on there are like, you know, they're love songs, but some of those are mm-hmm. very are very yeah. <laughs> are very vague in the way that they talk about them, so it's not like... Yep. I mean, besides songs like, you know, Savannah or Candlelight, where he's, you know he's talking about a girl, it's like right. other so, songs, yeah. you're like, oh, this could just be like about a friendship, or it could be about the relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like... <laughs> some of them, like, you can interpret them in different ways that it doesn't really get to you in that way. Right. Red would be another example of a band like that, where they have songs that that could be a love song, but also could be, you yeah. know, talking about God. Mm. Red is a new album. I need to listen to that album. Yeah, we, we talked about that on the podcast before. I, I tried listening to the first song, got a minute blue? through, and wasn't interested, and so I stopped. Hmm. But I didn't really give it a chance. I, I didn't give it a chance. No. I really <laughs> really funny. Chase, is the album named Blue? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's named Yellow. <laughs> that'd be really funny if you're, you you have the band name like a color and then you all the albums all, the albums are are all of the different colors except for you never made well I mean, obviously your first album would be just your name because it's self self-titled mm-hmm. oh, that would be well i would say that the album name or the, the, the band name should be white and then you're painting different colors on the white canvas so it's like a new beginning that's a it's a blank canvas and then you're writing different um albums and each album is a different color on that canvas 
no, you sh- I want to make a band. That's a very sleeping at last. I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite kind of songwriting or a band very, making. The anatomy of Frank kind of thing. That's too. true. Yeah. yeah, both of them. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I, so I would say then definitely the thought to close this on would be, if you're going to write a love song, so so like a challenge to Christian artists, right? That if you're going to write a love song, make it so much about so uh, so not about feelings that it's it's um or come uh, okay come at it from the point of view of what if you can't write a love song that talks about feelings hmm. what would it be right like if if you if you hmm. have to talk about a love song from the perspective of it's like we're friends or it's like you're my brother or sister. Like, what does that love song then become? Does it become better or worse? Because I would say it would become better because mm-hmm. instead of having, instead of using emotions to make people love the song, because I mean, that's why we love love songs is because it awakens emotions in us that we can't have yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So, or it amplifies emotions that, we that you have. already have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. one example that just came to my head is um, it has been on the radio a lot, but it's uh, which a while ago, not like recently probably, but uh, "Tear in My Heart" by Twenty One Pilots. It's like one of the only love uh, songs he's ever like written for like for the band at least, uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's so like good because the whole point of the song is that his wife is which he didn't write the song until he was actually married to her which i think is cool because it's not a great idea to like put out music when you're not actually in that like committed <laughs> relationship with someone i imagine but, that's like, why taylor swift has such a large discography of different yeah, people yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but the whole song is about like his wife is besides god the one he's most vulnerable with and yet she still loves him and that's a very good picture of what biblical love looks like yeah, I think one of my favorite songs is uh, the song Sun by Sleeping At Last. What, one of the best lines in that um, song is, um, you know, they ran the risk of being intimate with my brokenness. Um, yeah. And that is a picture. I, I know, me too, right? Like, that song is my life, and I because it's it's Sun. It's it's S-O-N. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah. it's talking about, like, it's, it's from his perspective, but it, it really relates to me. Uh, or I really relate to it, rather. Yeah. Um, uh, right, but it's that idea that to truly love someone, you have to be able to be intimate with their brokenness, to be down and dirty mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. their bad, the bad parts of them, and still love them despite it. Um, that was one of the things that we talked about um, in our session at the con- at the the weekend retreat thing that we did. Was that um, true friendship, true like love, is about um, that? You know, uh, Mickey put it: um, you may be a, a, a hot mess, but you're my hot mess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right so a very makey thing to say it's, yeah right <laughs> um jerica once told me about a pastor that uh she was listening to talk about marriage and dating and stuff like that and uh he used he, i mean he went back to the garden of eden and was talking about how they were naked and unashamed mm. and they were both completely mm. and utterly intimate with each other and um 
they didn't hide anything from each other because they couldn't, right? Like they were the only. It wasn't. Two on, people. It wasn't on their radar. Right. Yeah. It wasn't on the radar at all, and so they were completely like yeah. trusting each other. And then when you know man sinned and they blamed each other, then it was this brokenness between man and woman of now they have to reconcile that relationship, and they don't trust each other mm-hmm. anymore because mm-hmm. you know whatever, and it's the same thing with with us is that we're trying to find somebody that we're okay being open with and not having to hide under fig leaves yeah. with kind of a thing. And I'm trying to make that as unsexual as I possibly can. But no, I mean, that... in the same way, it, it, you <laughs> know, it is yeah. a sexual thing. It's true. Yeah. But um, it's, you're trying to find somebody that you trust enough to be broken with and to be open with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's just another thing that love songs can accurately portray and should accurately portray is being broken with each other as well. like like that casting crown song broken together right yeah like, oh, that's, like that's such a, a picture of a godly um romance mm. is just being broken with each other and that being okay and staying sticking with each other because you know you're because y- you know that you're not better than they are and they're not better than you right. are you're both equally broken mm-hmm. and equally mm-hmm. you know and if you got married you made a promise Right, so yeah. Well, I think we uh, we saved that podcast. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think anybody was watching, and so you can just edit no, there were out the... there were oh, people really? watching the whole time. Yeah. Oh, cool! Awesome! <laughs> Who you liked it? Besides the technical difficulties, we can't from beginning to end. <laughs> it's alright. I will I will heavily edit the audio version of this, and it will sound like one of the best episodes we've ever released. Hopefully. <laughs> While you're editing it, it'll just be my audio being very frustrated <laughs> yeah. that it keeps crashing. <laughs> I'll be able to see behind the scenes whether or not Carly has integrity. Gosh <laughs> 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 darn people. <laughs> oh, I hate doing this podcast. With them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hopefully you weren't swearing at your internet. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, you would know about we it. We would know. Because send us the audio Christian. feed. Yeah. Ah, ah. Very good. Uh, very good. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, um, so a thing I just thought of when I'm trying to remember what you were saying when I thought of this. Um, Carney, you were talking about, um, like, the idea of um, – uh, trying to write a love song keeping that thing in mind right, right. of like you know you have to have that deep or what, what was your idea you were you're it almost writing sounded like a, a writing prompt without yeah write, having to write a write love song the feelings for each other yeah meaning say it again what? writing a love song without actually having to like write down like with like the feelings of it oh so okay like, so because that's the thing i think it might be fun to have like sort of like an art prompt at the end of episodes. Oh, that would be good. Right? Right. Because I feel... Because we still need to do the second half of the last one. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's, that's true. Um, right, but like for 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 us maybe, but also for, for anyone who, who wants to like partake in and, and, and who's yeah. listening, um, I think that that is an awesome idea, right? Like try to write poetry or like a love song, right? If you're lyric, like musically inclined um, without referencing any feeling words. But have it be a love song, right? I think that that's a cool, cool uh, exercise. Um, and and if you feel like you can't do that, 
write a love song where you're not talking about, um, uh, how would I, how would I put that? You're not mm. talking about emotions pertaining to that romantic relationship. Emotions that aren't caused by that romantic relationship, if that makes more sense. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess it's not totally different, but then it gives you a little bit of space because, because I mean, emotions are a, you know, right. It's the idea that of... you're not, you're not writing about the, the yeah. feelings that, okay. Write a love song without writing about the emotions that the, that the, 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 the romance, uh, invokes. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yes. I'll put that on the liner notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so not only do we bring back the cold openings, now we're doing writing prompts as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, there you go. This is one of the best episodes ever done because we saved it. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yes, Chase. good job, Chase. Uh, yeah, so this is Chase. He's our brother. Uh, did we ever say that? Me, I said that my name is on screen. <laughs> I don't I think so. I covered it, so. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, he's our, he's our brother. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, someone, someone commented. Oh. By the way, um, uh, let's see, Bloodberry six six six. Why? Oh, I didn't realize what they had. The, their name had six 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 in it. But <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a little odd. Um, but I thought it was funny what they said. They said all of your names start with the letter C. It's like yes, that is true. Yep, it's just the sequel yeah. here. C C um, C because to the power of four. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. C quadrupled. That doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. But I figured it's I'd not say C tripled, it. it's C <laughs> Exactly. Uh cubed. Cubed, yeah. Uh there's, C there's fourth no... dimension. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. That's why that's only here. Yeah, anyway. So you can find us at Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show. <laughs> uh on Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and on our website at Christian Artist Show.com. Um I guess I kind of I think I forgot to like mention on any social media that we were recording this tonight. Ah, it's fine. but oh well. Hey, people, people watch. Yeah, anyway. people still Thank watch you anyway. Very much. I guess they were following me. for not only watching but also commenting. Yeah. Uh, currently, the, currently <laughs> the only person who's watching is uh the viewer Electrical Skateboard. Oh, okay. They have been watching like literally everything I've ever streamed for the last like five or six streams. I still cool. don't know who they are. They've never talked to us. All right. So, thank you for watching thank you, as well. Electrical Electric, skateboard. Electrical skateboard. Uh, but your your mom was watching a bit. Um, and Ethan Ethan was watching. Um, okay. Ethan Solstice. Um, another. Uh, he's one another of one of our. He's one of the one of the OG listeners along with Carly. Oh. Um, it was Carly and him who were like the first like non friend people that mm-hmm. non non people what we knew right beforehand that uh, yeah, started listening. Had- Multiple um, non-friends that listened. Yeah. Yes. Hey, an update on counts for you, Carly. We have a, a an average of forty listeners per episode. Oh, I think we said that wow. at some crazy. point before. Crazy. That is our current analytics. That's all from Lewis. I think she froze. I think she did. So wow. Just gonna end here. I think so. That's <laughs> oh, there you go. She's there. She is. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful <laughs> we should have ended <laughs> all right well yeah this has been the christian artist thank you guys for uh for watching and for listening um we'll try to make sure that the the podcast never has an episode like this ever again <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, by that, and by that i mean we'll never have chase on again no i'm kidding Ooh, <laughs> no it's just we were we were making jokes we were making jokes that he no. was the worst <laughs> 
all the technical difficulties. But no, it's it's not your it's not your fault, Chase. It's totally fine. Thank you for your your keen insights. They have they're much appreciated. All right, we're out. Oh my gosh, no!